Amen, amen, amen. Can we just take a moment and elevate the Lord right now, wherever you are, let's just thank him for his power and for his might and for his goodness in our life. Dear Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We elevate you in our hearts and minds, believing you, God, for great things. We pray that you will challenge us, stir us today, encourage us, Lord, to be people of the word. I pray your will be done, thy kingdom come, thy will be done right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. I'm believing God for great things. And so my heart is fixed upon the Lord. Amen. My eyes are going to continue to follow after his path and plan. God, let me uh, uh, elevate you in my mind. Let me elevate you in my heart. Amen. Because God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. As I was considering the sermon for today, what do you think about this cold front that's moved into our area this week? I mean, it feels like we've got such amazingly brisk temperatures during this week. It's almost crisp and as cool as it would be during fall season. Am I right? Now, if we live somewhere else in the U.S., we might think that, well, we're going to get past all of this heat. It's finally come to a conclusion. We might think it's actually fall. However, we live in Texas, right? It doesn't mean much for us here today. I mean, seasons often mean that there is a starting point and an ending point. Even in Texas, seasons, however, can't always be predictable. Now, in the Word of God, in the Bible... It tells us that there is a season to everything, even in the spiritual realm. There's a season to all things in this world. It instructs us that we also must be aware of these seasons. We're to look for the signs so we're not caught by surprise. Amen. Right now, with all that's going on in our world, all that's going on in our society today, it feels like there are two ways most people respond. First, there are those that read every single headline, every article, every shared post, feeding fears and feeding anxiety. Then there's those, the second way that folks respond is to simply, you know, put your hands over your ears and say, la, 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 I don't want to hear you. I can't hear you right now. But can I tell you something today that as the church of the living God, we are called to a different path. Amen. We are called to a different path today. In fact, we're commanded to discern the times and walk in them accordingly. Philippians chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. Amen. Philippians 1 verse 9 shares, It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and be so pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. 
There's an urgency in my spirit today. I want you to know that we are living in perilous times. Amen. We're living in perilous times, but you are part of the church triumphant. Amen. Even though we're living in perilous times, we are part of the church triumphant. Amen. You can't take your focus off of God, his power or his strength today. We must discern the times. Now it's high time that we awake from slumber, that we awake from sleep, for we're truly nearer than we have ever been to the return of Jesus Christ. And we need to make sure that we are saved, right? And amen. As we look to the events of society today, We must place our faith, we must place our trust in the Lord. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. We can't take our focus off of God's power and of God's presence. We can't let fear paralyze us or make us waver in our faith today. We also can't take a blind eye to the signs of the times in which we live that's all around us right now. We've got to wake up to what's going on around us. Look up for his soon return. Church, we are here for such a time as this. Amen. Once you turn to your neighbor and tell them, hey, church, we are here on this earth for such a time as this. This moment in history, we're here because God is called calling us and God is directing our steps today. Amen. Paul shares in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 1. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should not overtake you as a thief. You're all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. Amen. Today's sermon is entitled, The Church of the Midnight Hour. Amen. I'm preaching about the church in the midnight hour. The Bible says that the day of the Lord, his return to this earth, that it comes as a thief in the night. We're called to know. We're called to be aware. We're called to watch and to be sober Minded. Why? Because we don't want to lose our faith when troubles arise. No, we shouldn't think that the moment that we become a Christian, that there's never going to be any more pain or trial come our way. Folks, that's not what the book says. That's not the gospel. The gospel means that we now have a savior to help carry us through those dark moments. Part of being aware of the times is understanding our destiny as the bride of Christ. Church, 
I believe that this is our finest hour. Amen. Sanctuary, this is the moment. This is the time for us to shine in our world, shine in our community. The bride of Christ is to be set apart for his purpose today. He's coming back for a people who are set apart for him and for his service. Amen. That's me today. I want to be set apart for him and for his service. Amen. I want his will to be done in my life so that I can perform his mission and plan in the world around me. Amen. So while tempers rage, while cities burn, while famine grows and false doctrine is perpetuated, while diseases spread and hatred is inflamed, the church of the midnight hour is a triumphant church. Amen. The church of the midnight hour, it is a victorious, triumphant church today. It's a church of bold faith that surrenders its fears to God. It is a church that's ready for the return of Jesus Christ and is working diligently to reap the end time harvest before he returns. Anyone grateful to be part of a triumphant church today? Amen. I am. I know that I am and I'm trusting that you are too. Amen. By the power of God working in our life. Amen. As the church of the midnight hour, we have this high calling, a divine purpose, destiny to fulfill. And to do that, there are some things that we as the church, that we must understand. The church of the midnight hour must know the signs of the times. Amen. If we're going to be the church of the midnight hour, we must know the signs of the times. When they cry peace and safety, the Bible states, then sudden destruction is coming. This world will do anything in its power for peace and for safety. The world places its security in the things it can see in the things that it can feel, right? But the Bible tells us that this is a false sense of security because there's coming a moment where every security of this world is going to fail. Everything that we've been trusting with our human hands is going to fail. How can you say that? Well, it's prophesied about in the book, in the good book, in the Bible. And if it says it, then I believe it. Amen. And it's going to come to pass. What do we do with this information? What we don't know is when it's going to happen, right? I mean, how much of the destruction will the church still be here to experience? on earth. I promise you this, we are literally walking through the pages of the Bible today. Amen. If when I look at the word of God, that we're literally on this journey, a prophetic journey, a journey through the prophecy of the word of God, these prophetic events are shaping and occurring right before our very eyes. If our main focus is security in the things of this world, dare I say we will become sadly heartbroken today. Amen. In Matthew, Jesus tells his disciples about signs to watch for before his return. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 3. Now he that 
sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered and said to him, take heed that no one deceives you. That's a big one. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. You will hear wars, rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilence, earthquake in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another. They will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But the hope of verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Amen. And the gospel, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. You know, reading through this passage here sounds so much like what we're living right now. Am I right? I mean, wars, rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, there'll be pestilence, devastating disease that will destroy. I mean, here we are facing the coronavirus. It shut down nations all around the globe. False prophets, offense, betrayal, hatred is in our world today. And because of lawlessness, the people will stop loving. In another passage, we're told that just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when Christ returns to the earth in those last days. There will be people living apart from God in defiance of God's principles, mocking those who choose to serve the Lord. We must be aware of the times that we live in today. Amen. These passages from Scripture read like they've been ripped out of the news headlines, right? It reminds us that we are living in the last days. We're absolutely closer to the return of Jesus Christ every single moment of every single day. While we don't know the exact day of his return, it could be five months, right? It could be five years. It could be five minutes, all right? But what we are called to do is be ready, be instant in season and out of season. Be ready for whatever the Lord comes, no matter what we will face here on earth. We see the spiritual temperature of our world today and it is calling us out. It's calling us to repent, calling us to turn to God, calling us to take heed so that no one deceives us. Because you see, there's coming an age of great deception, according to the word of God. False teachers will actually devise and deceive many. False doctrines, false reproach, focus, sense of security. It's already the case. People want a faith that does not even require sacrifice any longer. The Bible talks about people with itching ears, wanting only to hear the things that they like. People who have a what's in it for me mentality. 
more than a, Lord, I just want to serve you. I just want to serve you, Lord, in your kingdom mentality. God, help us today become servants of the Most High. Help us lay our will on the altar today and this, the, the idea of self to sacrifice that and play it on the altar and trust in your power and your grace and my mercy in our life and begin to live our lives with the mindset that says, Lord, help me serve you and help me serve your kingdom. Jesus wants us to know that we are the church of the midnight hour today. And Lord, I want to serve you today. Amen. No matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice, the church of the midnight hour must also know the atmosphere of the times. We must know the atmosphere of the times today. My brothers, my sisters, I need to grab a hold of the fact that the days of casual Christianity, that has long passed us by. What do I mean? Well, I mean that the atmosphere of our times is demanding that we take a stand, that we take a stand for the Lord, that we take a stand for righteousness, the truth of God's word. No longer will we be able to blend in Go with the flow and be just one more person in the crowd. By the way, we were never called to be that. We were never called to just to kind of go with the flow today. No, we have always been called to be a light in the darkness, a city that's set on a hill today. We're called to be of the royal priesthood, called to be a called out people. There's been a shift in the atmosphere of our times. There's a spiritual battle that's being waged on a grand scale that we can't even see. And Satan is using every weapon in his arsenal today because he wants to destroy families. He wants to destroy individuals. He wants to destroy the church. He wants to marginalize the godly value of scripture. And he wants to silence the voices of believers. Because the atmosphere of our times have shifted, you should feel like you don't belong. You don't quite belong here on earth anymore. You should feel like a foreigner in this native land. You should know that the forces of darkness are doing their very best to remove any vestige of faith and truth in our modern day society. And here's what I need you to know. We've got to do battle in the spirit like never before. Amen. It's time to pray. It's time to fast. It's time to hang on to the truth of God's word. The church of the midnight hour understands the spiritual atmosphere. And we're not going to be fearful. We're not going to be dejected. No, we are fighting with the power of God inside us today. We're committed to fighting back in the spirit today. We desire to bring freedom and deliverance today to as many people as possible. Amen. The Bible tells us in the last days that Christians will be hated for the sake of Jesus Christ. We will be hated for the name of Jesus. We're seeing this being played out right before our eyes in some parts of our nation. Businesses can open People can protest, but churches cannot gather for worship. Christians are ridiculed. They're mocked. 
Christian views are not even tolerated as much as they once were. Holly wrote, Hollywood portrays Christians as buffoons. Christians keep purchasing their garbage. Many elements of academia openly target the faith of young, impressionable believers in some parts of the world. You'll be thrown into jail simply because you are a Christian, or even worse, you might even lose your life. The spirit of intolerance toward Christians is escalating to violence toward Christians. This is already happening in many places of the world today. I'm telling you, we must understand. We've got to look around and observe what's happening, understand the signs of the times, the atmosphere of the day, so that when these attacks come, that we will not be surprised. All right? We won't be taken by surprise and will still be committed to standing strong for Jesus Christ. Amen. I want my, my, my heart to be fixed on the Lord, my feet to be planted in the word of God so that no matter what comes my way, I will choose to serve the Lord and declare him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. First Timothy four and one shares now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the truth, faith, true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. The church of the midnight hour must realize that we are in a time of sifting. People who've lived for God for many years are becoming bitter. They're becoming jaded. They're walking away from the truth of God's word and from the fellowship with God's people. As things get tough, some might say, well, hey, I didn't sign up for this. This wasn't my cup of tea. I, I was told I was supposed to prosper. I was told that I was just going to have this amazing life once I gave my heart to the Lord. I was told, yeah, I'm going to have the best house or the best car out there. Some will walk away from God because they don't want a religion that will cost them something. When persecution arises, some will leave the faith. Some people, well, they're already leaving God without persecution right now, because during the pandemic, they've been sold a lie, and they're believing the lie that Satan has put into them, that the church really is irrelevant, that the church is not important or that the Bible is simply too narrow. Look, folks, we've got to be careful, right? We, we've got to be aware of what's happening. We've got to be careful. There's going to be false prophets, false Christians who will rise up in the last days. They'll infuse their thoughts that are really not from God. Their philosophies, they're not based upon the truth of God's word. The Bible states because lawlessness will abound, the love for many will grow cold. 
there's ever time to pray, folks, now is the time. Amen. Now is the time to pray, to seek the face of God, to turn and say, God, I will serve you. I will trust you. I will not allow anything to hinder my walk with you. However, can I now provide some good news, some good news about what the rest of the story that we read about here at the beginning of this passage? Hey, I love good news, right? It says this. It says, he who endures to the end, they will be saved. Amen. This God gospel will be preached to all the nations and then the end will come. That's glorious today because if we can just hang on, amen, trust in the power of God, do what's right, enduring to the end, not only will we be saved, but the gospel will be preached to the entire world. The church of the midnight hour will see the revival of the end times. Amen. The church of the midnight hour will see the revival of the end times. Amen. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 13 reads, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. The mission of our times is not simply to hold on and hope that we endure. That's not what the book says. No, my friends, that's not what Jesus shed his blood on Calvary for. His sacrifice was so that everyone, so that all of us would be saved. The mission is not to avoid pain and suffering. The mission is for the gospel to be preached to every land, the gospel to be preached around the globe, the gospel to be preached to everybody in my neighborhood. Those who hunger and thirst for the things of the Lord. They are the ones who will be filled. They are the ones who will be saved. The great news is the church of the living God. This church of the midnight hour will see a revival like never before. Amen. It is a victorious church that we see in the book in these last days. There'll be people of God empowered by the Holy Spirit in the last days. We will be able to stand because of the supernatural courage that comes from God Almighty. Amen. The spirit, his spirit will strengthen us. It will strengthen our character, our fortitude. It will empower us to stand in the evil day. Oh, I give God praise to know that his spirit is going to help us and quicken us and allow us to stand in the evil day. Amen. His spirit will give us the wisdom. We need to walk according to his Ways. He'll give us the words that need to be shared so that we may win the lost to Jesus Christ. This will all occur through the power of the Holy Ghost working inside of us. This can only come through God's power, His Spirit flowing through us today. It will allow us to have love in the face of evil. It will give us strength in the midst of turmoil today. It will give us the words to declare to this world that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and he is Lord 
of lords. Amen today. Our prayer should be to seek his face while he may be found, to cry out to the Lord today. God, give me your spirit. Lord, give me your spirit. Oh, Lord, just like you did for the church in the book of Acts, that New Testament church. Lord, you transformed their world through just a handful of individuals. You shook that place with the power of your might, your spirit, your Holy Spirit descended and it transformed the world. Don't let me be afraid today of persecution or of evil that may come from serving you, Lord. Don't allow fear and anxiety to grip my heart from choosing to serve you today. Oh, Lord, I want to live on the side of truth today. Amen. I want Jesus to transform me from the inside out. I want to have a hope that's not found in this world, but is found in the world to come. Amen. The church of the midnight hour understands that we are here. We have been placed in this moment of time, this moment in history for such a time as this. My brother, my sister, you are exactly where you need to be. God has placed you where you are right here and right now for such a time as this. While the world is devouring itself, we must speak truth in love. Amen. We must speak the truth in love. We must focus on winning the lost, winning individuals and not winning the arguments. We've got to be focused on winning souls and not winning the arguments. In the end, the world will be destroyed. Only what is done for Jesus Christ will remain. So our focus must reside in the eternal, how we will conduct ourselves in this world, how we'll give to the Lord our time, talent, and treasure, how we'll place Him at the center of our lives. Our foes are not people today, but it's spiritual wickedness in high places. And so we go to war in the Spirit today, not with people. In prayer, we wage against the powers of darkness, the power of the enemy today. And we do so on our knees. We do so with hands raised toward heaven today. We do so defending the oppressed. We do so by leading people to Jesus Christ. Amen. This is our mission as the church. This is our mission as God's people. Our purpose today is to make him known in the world. Amen. That's why the church of the Midnight Hour. It is a triumphant church today because it focuses on taking people to heaven, not just simply living a comfortable life here on earth. Folks, our days of comfort are gone. It's time to rise up. Amen. It's time to do battle. It's time to take dominion over the spirits that come against us. And we're called to walk in victory. Amen. The victory that God has declared over our lives today. Now is the time to take a stand. Now is the time to stand up and be counted. Now is the time to fight for our families, to fight for our community, to fight for our church. Amen. To fight against sin today. Amen. Now is the time to fight for the truth of God's word. There will be a victorious church. Amen. Some will fail. Some will fall to the darkness. Some will fall to the teachings of false Christians. But we thank God that there will 
be a victorious church in the last days. Amen. I am so glad to know that's what the book says. I want to be a part of it. Amen. Don't you? I want to be a part of this victorious church, a, a glorious harvest that God is going to unleash upon our land. I want to do everything in my power to reap the harvest, to see lives touched and transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. How about you? Is that your prayer today? Is that your desire? Let us pray right now. Let's seek the face of God. Let's pray that God's will occur in our hearts and minds right now. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for all that you have done and all that you're about to do. We fully surrender our lives to you, Lord. We repent of following after our own ways. We repent of taking your spirit for granted. God, forgive us today of sin. Forgive us today of our past. Transform us, Lord, so we might be of service for you in your kingdom. Above all else, God, we must be saved. Forgive me, Lord. Transform me, God. I want to be ready for your return today, and I want to take as many people as possible with me to heaven. So, God, today we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit. We thank you, God, giving us the discernment to follow after you and follow after your voice, giving us the, the strength to stand in the evil day, to stand against anything that we might face in this life. We stand on the promises of your word today. We stand, God, knowing that you are with us and for us in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we give you praise right now. We give you thanks right now. We glorify your name right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I know God has heard our prayer here today and he's meeting you right where you are. If you surrendered your life to Jesus, would you go to our website? Would you fill out a, a connect? card. You can do so on our website. You can type it in the notes. Say, hey, I gave my life to the Lord. Or, hey, I want to be part of a Bible study. I, I want to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of my sin. I, I want to know what it means to be filled to overflowing with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We will pray with you and for you. We'll connect you to a small group, a Bible study. We want to be here for you so that you can grow in the Lord. We're going to worship God right now. So why don't you declare that faith over your life, that you have a faith in God. Amen. The church of the midnight hour, it is a triumphant church. And so today we stand on the promises of God. We stand on your word today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.